Hi, everybody. I have some exciting news. I am launching a Substack. I know. I keep telling you how I'm not a writer, and I'm still not a writer, but I am going to be writing about reading over on Substack. The Substack is called Unstacked, and you can find it at tracythomas.substack.com. There will be free options every Friday. There'll be a bunch of weekly roundups, announcements, all the shit I'm into. And then if you want to upgrade yourself to the paid subscription, I'm going to have author interviews, bonus episodes, anticipated reads, book pairings, community chats, all sorts of stuff. So, If that sounds like something you'd be into, go to tracythomas.substack.com and join Unstacked. And of course, I've got a special offer for you. If you go to tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10, you get 10% off your first year membership of Unstacked. You have from now until April 4th to redeem. Again, that's tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10 for 10% off Unstacked. Okay, that's enough. Let's listen to this episode. All right, y'all, we are back with the stacks. My name is Tracy Thomas, and I am your host here at this bookish podcast. This week, I have actress Vela Lavelle, who you may know from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and the movie The Big Sick. Before I dive into my interview with Bella, I just wanted to do a little housekeeping around here. First things first, please subscribe to The Stacks wherever you get your podcasts. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please rate and review the show. You can find us on social media. We're all over. We're on Instagram at The Stacks Pod. We're on Facebook as just The Stacks. And then we're on uh, Twitter as at Stacks Podcast. So please follow us, interact with us. We love to hear from you. So if you have things that you hear this week and you're like, no, I got to chime in, please chime in. Okay. This week, I'm joined by Vela Lavelle. We discuss reading from an actor's point of view, good books for the soul, and why it doesn't matter so much how you read. It just matters that you do read. I hope you guys will enjoy this episode. Here's Vela. Okay, y'all, we're here. We're back at the stacks. Today, my guest is Vela Lavelle, actress, extraordinaire. You may know her, or if you do know her, you know her from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on The CW or from Academy Award-nominated film. I said that, Academy Award-nominated, The Big Sick. Um, Vela, welcome to the stacks. And thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited that Vela is here. She and I go way back to college days. Mm-hmm. Um, we were big Shakespeare loser nerds together in college, <laughs> and you're going to find out a whole lot more about that later today, but also next week when we talk about Tracy Chevalier's book, New Boy, which is a Hogarth Shakespeare adaptation or retelling of Othello. Read the book. We have so much to talk about next so week. So much. Like, don't miss out on this. Okay, Bella, let's talk about you. Do you want to do a real intro for yourself besides just your credits? Um, sh- I mean, that's really all there that's is. That's all you are. <laughs> that's all I am. Just a few credits. Um, yeah, just like a kind of overview yeah, tell of the me. people about you. Hello, people. Um, <laughs> so I actually was born in Southern California, and then my mom and I moved to New Mexico when I was a wee little one, and um, yeah, grew up in Southern New Mexico, and then mostly in Santa Fe. So you have a lot of turquoise. Lots of turquoise, lots of sunsets, <laughs> lots of hippies, um, and then I went to boarding school in Interlock in Michigan, 
for piano. And then I went to the big city <laughs> where I met Tracy. New York City. New oh, York. that's, uh, that's, that's New York, that's the cool. Big Apple. <laughs> um, and my dreams really were to um, be Felicity um, oh, right. from also she, a CW show, right? Yeah. Or the WB. Mm. When, what was Felicity? I think yeah. it was WB. Was there a CW back then? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the. It was the what would be the future yes. CW. Yes. Felicity. So you are living your dreams. I'm living my dreams. Oh my god, I didn't realize You're it until now. Show. It happened. So I really wanted to be Felicity and like work at Dina DeLuca and go to NYU. Sure. And then I walked in my first day and I had a goth roommate. So it was like I don't really know Felicity well. You enough. don't? I mean, I re- I thought she went to Stanford. Oh no, she was gonna. Oh, go she went to and then... NYU. I don't know. I feel like everyone goes to New York to live out a TV show or a movie. So what did sure. what were went, you trying to live out? I went to New York to be in Chorus Line. Okay. My favorite musical. <laughs> to be in Chorus Line. I thought maybe they would do a revival starring me as all the parts. As all of the parts. Because I do know all the parts to Chorus Line. As you should. I was in it in high school. I got to play, Who did you play? Tits and ass. Val. Duh. Oh my I had God. to wear four bras. <laughs> and we had to stuff them. But I didn't have to do anything for the ass part. I no, like, you had that. Nailed it. You had that. You were like, <laughs> I got half of the song. Damn. This week on the stacks, we don't talk about any books. No we books. Just talk about musicals and reasons to go to New York. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, the rest is history. I met Tracy. You and... went to NYU for undergrad, but what did you do yes. afterwards? You like lived a lot of people's dream by going to which theater school? I went to um, Julie's Art School. <laughs> The Juilliard School. The Juilliard School. Okay, perfect. I was confused about Juilliard. No, they we're joking, but Vela actually like lived basically every little girl's dream who ever wanted to be an actress, which oh is I go to Juilliard and like I go to Juilliard. Or like from Save the Last Dance. Sure. Well, I can't say this officially, but welcome, welcome to, Juilliard. to Juilliard. Did they do that? <laughs> no, that, no. I was no. waiting. I was like, is anybody going to? No. Okay. Have you guys seen Save the Last Dance? No. Has anyone seen it? <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, I'll just wait for the letter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like, so Tracy and I met because we were in a, a year-long Shakespeare intensive yes. called the Classical Studio yes. at NYU. And I remember thinking Tracy was amazing at Shakespeare and I like was so <laughs> bad at it. And I, like we get a review at the end of the year. Do you like remember? No, I want to know where this is. Okay. So my review said Vela should, con- <laughs> Sorry. Vela should concentrate on the new work happening no. uh, like meaning not like, the not, old work not meaning not shakespeare which is right. what we had been doing for the for last year. year so that really stuck with me and then um years late a few years later went to juilliard and did just four more years of the old works and did you did they give you a nice review at the end of that yeah they were like not terrible <laughs> we did have a teacher who told bella she was not not terrible, terrible. which honestly at the really? school it's like an A+. plus. Yeah, I really took it to heart. I was like, cool, I'm ready for the world. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to be an actress. Yeah. Okay, so then you leave Juilliard. Left Juilliard. You go. And I and really you become used, a real actress. Yeah, I used all of my Shakespeare tools. And now I am on a show on the CW. Where I, a lot of the classics. Yeah, so where we're doing the classics. right. Focus they were the right. Work. I should have focused on the new work. You could have been a working actress long before. <laughs> I know. Um, so Bella plays Heather on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which yeah. is a musical comedy show mm-hmm. or a comedy musical show. I don't know. They're yeah, singing both. and dancing. Yeah. Um, and it's about a girl who chases her ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. to West Covina, Yeah, California. which is just right around the bend. Just right around the corner. From here. Um, I do not live in West Covina. I live in Los Angeles. Thank you very much. <laughs> Disclaimer. No offense, 
but West Covinians. West Covinians. West West Covinians. Um, So you get on the show Mm -hmm. and you play the weirdest human ever. Yeah. Yeah. Heather is like, she's just kind of over everything. Like Mm -hmm. she's very deadpan. She's very like not a lot of emotion. And she's like a community college student for eight years. She's living with her (laughs) parents. And you know, it's so funny because like, as an actor, you're just like constantly auditioning for things and you don't actually think you're going to get the things that you're auditioning for. So for that audition, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun and I'm going to like make a weird choice that's like, I'm not going to get this job. So I might as well, it's a really fun script. So I might as well just like, you know, go strong and wrong or whatever. So I'd like chose this choice of like, just totally deadpan. And then I like got a call back and then a Skype session and then I got it. And you were like, I'm stuck doing this. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I, I mean, if it's so crazy to think about like that odd day and auditioning and then being like, oh, three years later, like, because you guys just got a fourth and final season. Yes. So thank you. It's sad and it's exciting. It's all of the things. Right. But it's, I feel like, I mean, not that you ever want work to end as an actor, but it's also kind of nice that you know that your final season is your final season. Yeah. So like the writers get to do what they want to do and you get, you'll get to have like a real send off and also like you'll get to go do other things. Yeah. Yeah, because so 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 many times like shows end and they didn't. It's like, I mean, Felicity, right. just to bring it back home to Felicity. Just, I guess apparently it up and ended. It's really a focal point, focus point in my life. Um, but like, yeah, like a lot of shows just end really right. abruptly, and you don't get to kind of tie things in right. and kind of you know tie up some character arcs and stuff like sure. that. So I think it's best case scenario that we get to have we one get more to have season. one more. Yeah, and it's actually pretty funny. I didn't want to like it, but I like it. Thanks, Tracy. And you're funny. Yeah, and some of the. <laughs> dancing is really great and like some of the mm-hmm. lyrics it's just it's good if you've never seen it you should watch it um of course today and every day i link to everything we talk about on the show in the show notes so i'll also link you guys to you know itunes or whatever so you can find the episodes yeah and we have a lot of our music videos on oh, yeah. youtube music videos and mm-hmm. you guys have like albums and everything yeah we have we have albums, albums. if Original that's your cast thing recording. yeah, yeah. So you can you can hear a lot from bella yeah um <laughs> So as far as like being an actress, yeah. you do other things besides like I just saw Vela in a play here in Los Angeles called Significant Other. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you were in uh, The Big Sick. Mm-hmm. You were great in The Big Sick. Well, Thank I don't you. even know what your character's name was. Khadija. Khadija. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the suitor, female suitors for Camille's character. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, it's really good. And it was nominated for an Academy Award. So no big need, deal. You don't need me to tell you that. <laughs> um, how do you prepare for roles? Um, well, it kind of depends because something like, uh, um, a teacher I had at Juilliard actually said, which I think is so great is like you, the reason you study technique is for those roles that don't come super easily to you. So sometimes you, you'll pick up a script, you know, and you're like, I got this. Like, I know this, (laughs) This you know, this is me. Yeah. Um, so like for those times, I don't think you actually need to do, this is just my personal philosophy. You don't need to do that much work because you get it right Right. away. Like no questions. I know this person. And then technique is kind of for those times when you're like, I don't know, (laughs) like I have no idea what this is. Yeah. So I think it's kind of case by case for me, but, um, something that I love to do is like, um, start by, uh, you, you know, you read the play once just for fun. Mm -hmm or the script or whatever. And then, and then you go back and read it a second time, kind of looking at your character. And then you go back and you start to take notes of like, what does everyone say about my character? What are the things I do? Who are the people I love? Like just kind of collecting little, like a little building like the life. 
Yeah, and just collecting all the things that are in the script and using like the words and the information as a building block, and then you can kind of create from there. But I'm I'm more of like a I don't know I guess like before I did the classical studio, I did experimental <laughs> theater wing right. at NYU, so I was rolling on the floor a lot and like making sound and really feeling my impulses. And I feel like kind of more of a physical actor in that way. I'm less okay. cerebral, um, but at the same time, I think it was really helpful to go to Juilliard and kind of get away from that and right. and actually like connect the text to Got it. acting. So, yeah. And I mean, this is something that I don't, I don't know if people know this or not. I'm going to assume that some people do and some people don't, but mm-hmm. being an actor is you do a lot of reading. You do. You read a lot. Even if you're not reading books, you're reading scripts and you're reading plays and you're yeah. reading scenes and you're doing a lot with text. Like it's a very yes. text active uh, career. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just think you memorize lines and then you say them, but a lot of the work comes from yeah, text it, analysis. It is text. And, yeah. It very, it very much is dependent on text. And, and another thing that I always like to remember is don't make your scene partner a liar. So you right. have to go through like what, if you're in a scene with someone and they're like, just stop interrupting me. Like you have to be interrupting, <laughs> interrupting them right. because if you're not, then like your scene partner looks so dumb. Why are you telling me to stop interrupting you? I'm just casually sitting yeah. there eating my sandwich. And glaring at yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's, it's not just about like, your which lines. I know some, yeah, exactly. Like my line, my my line, blah, 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 my line, my right. line. It's like, what, why do they say that when I say that? What, is, what about that is making, um, is informing like my character's right. choices. And what is that? What is it that they're saying that's making me speak? Yes, exactly. Like, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get in like a fight with my husband, mm-hmm. love you, Jake, <laughs> hey, Jake, I won't actually say anything to him. Like yeah. he hasn't, like I'll be annoyed with him and I'll just be like, like, keep talking like I'm not interested right. in what you're saying right versus like when he says something that like really like, I'm like oh I can't believe you said that about Steph Curry my favorite basketball player like, right ah! <laughs> you know versus like if he's just like talking and I'm just like I'm not into you like so there's all that kind of work about like, yes. looking at text do you think that that informs how you read for pleasure like a book or a magazine article or something like do you feel like you do a lot of text analysis when you're not reading plays? That's interesting. I, you know, I haven't thought about it, but I think it must just because like you, you kind of become like an archaeologist in a way when right. you're an actor, you're like, you're just constantly looking for clues. Like you're like, oh, why did that person say that? Or like, oh my God, th- there's one line about like, you know, a dog that they had when they were little. Right. So this person is someone who loves dogs. So you're like kind of constantly like mining for clues. Right. And so I think it does kind of, it, right. it does inform my reading yeah. just yeah and do you find um this is kind of a leading question i should just say what i think instead okay of just leading you down sure say what you I think i find a lot of people may or may not know if you've listened to the show before you know i'm not huge on fiction mm. um and i think one of those reasons is because i was an actor and i like plays and they those are fiction oftentimes mm-hmm. i feel like because plays are shorter and it's like three hours you're saying it the author of the play will just give the information that's important to the story. Yeah. Whereas in fiction, sometimes they might be like, oh, that dog I had when I was five. And then the dog just never comes back. Whereas in the play, yeah. if the dog comes up, you're going to find out later that her, <laughs> like, her sister actually killed the dog. And then there's the huge scene at the end. So it's like, right. It's like the Chekhov's the dog, gun or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh, I noticed the dog. Okay. The dog's coming back. Like, yeah. And so I feel like sometimes in fiction, I'm like, well, why do I care about how sunny the day was? Unless it's going to be a rainy day later. Right. Like, well, I guess though, because a play is plays are so interesting because they're some of them are so like they're they're just beautiful reads on their right. own but but they're meant to be said and right. seen so I guess it's interesting because like the clues are dropped but you're always going to be seeing right. what what the action is on stage right. whereas like 
a novel, you're creating a whole world a whole in your world. head. And right. so you do need that information right. of like a little dog. Cause yeah, you're like, that's... I, but I don't like that. I'm just like, get yeah. to the point. I like the action <laughs> information, like nonfiction. I like to learn stuff. And like, it doesn't matter to me if it yeah. was raining and nonfiction, unless it matters to the story. Like right. unless there was I a get car it. accident because of the rain. So I get it. Yeah. I don't know. People always bug me about why I don't like fiction, but I know. That, there's a reason. I'm just See, I wish please. I liked nonfiction oh. as much as you like yeah. nonfiction. I Cause I feel like you're just full of information. Yeah, I just reading reading for knowledge. I don't know, but I can't. That's great. I like can't enjoy fiction. Like even a really good fiction really, book, I'm uh, like, it was good. But like I would have just cut a few scenes here. Like <laughs> you're like I really could have just like said the information. Yeah. Bing bang bong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, talking about since we're gonna talk about Shakespeare next mm-hmm. week and. Bella and I, we did that classical intensive together. So mm-hmm. we talked a lot about Shakespeare. We played the Dumain brothers in, as, in you, as you Like It. We played, didn't we play the same Dumain? Oh my God, we did. I For some reason, I thought we were together, but no, we, we weren't. We shared the we part because it was part. college and it you had college, to share parts. Part. So we played the same person. Oh, and yeah. You'll see a picture of Bella and I um, on the website or on Instagram or whatever. Um, but we do kind of look like each other. Yeah. We're mixed. We're mixed sisters. Girls, yeah. And so it was like kind of like, oh, did you just put yeah. these two curly haired black girls in the same part? Like you couldn't even get They'll creative. be great as Dumain one. Yeah. But he did tell us we were the moral center we the moral of the center. play. And um benny no not benny um mm. collins from rent the original what was oh. his name jesse something oh um 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 yes jesse not jesse tyler I ferguson gonna jesse Owens. i'm gonna google it anyways um, he's really famous l martin that right that sounds right it sounds right but it might not be right what about him he played our domain part at NYU you know before us. there you go yeah jesse l martin very good did i get it did. sometimes it's like there are there are weird tidbits there you're like wait i got that anyways mm-hmm. the point is that if you've ever read as you like it you don't remember the domain <laughs> brothers because sometimes usually, they're cut they're, they're usually cut they're the worst part of the play except for that they get to speak gibberish and they're the moral center yeah that's but true. anyways so we did shakespeare and a, basically our training was based mm-hmm. on like text analysis and yeah. using the text as a clue and doing all the acting on the text and diving into the antithesis which um is i mean if you aren't familiar with shakespeare his writing his verse is uh iambic pentameter which is five feet Mm -hmm. up to two syllables two syllable five feet well Uh, no not two syllables Uh, it's just two so one soft one hard so it's like what are those to be or not to To be be, that that is is the the question question, right so that would be the iambic tenor that's the verse this is like a crash course louis sheeter our teacher don't hate me Mm -hmm. um shout out but anyway so we learned how to read and understand shakespeare which i think is really helpful because shakespeare is really intimidating Mm -hmm. um and i feel like what i also learned is that shakespeare's better when it's seen and heard because it's a play yes definitely like even now when i'm like reading Shakespeare like I have to say it out loud I have to say it out loud yeah because yeah. otherwise you're like I I am lost I'm in so a confused. bunch of words a bunch of words yeah um like a word circus but like once you say it out loud and I don't remember if it was Louis or somewhere else that I heard but that Shakespeare tried to imitate just the natural cadence of right. of, of um, human, human speech, speech pattern so it we do talk in these patterns right so it is like it's it's a music right well and that like sometimes when things don't fit in the pattern mm-hmm. it's on purpose right right like exactly. if something's switched or it has an extra feminine ending yes, exactly so yeah. all these things there's reason to it and, and basically this is just my public service announcement if you're scared of Shakespeare like don't be scared don't be scared just everyone is be scared patient. 
patient. That's, that's the cue. That's, that's the key. Beautiful. Yeah, just be patient because yeah. he really is prolific and he wrote about so many important things. And when we talk about New Boy next week and also Othello, because you can't really talk about New Boy without yeah. talking about Othello, um, since you know it's a retelling of Othello, mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk, I think, a little bit more about how much is like jammed into these Shakespeare plays, like how many themes and how many ideas and how the characters are debating these intense ideas and also how current so much of the, the text is. Yeah. It's like, these are just like timeless stories, timeless stories and like, not just timeless, but like also relevant mm-hmm. in any time period. Completely. It's just, I mean, They're I'm genius. just a big Shakespeare nerd. And yeah. so I don't fucking care if you think that that's dumb. Like, <laughs> I think you're dumb. I, I mean, I don't because like you're lovely and thanks for listening. <laughs> Please subscribe to this podcast. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do, do you have a favorite Shakespeare play or character? Oh gosh. Um, I, I tend to like, uh, if I do a play, a Shakespeare play, then I'm in love with that play. Right. Um, but I think um, I got to play Lady M, um, Lady Macbeth. You can say it in here. We're not in a yeah, theater. Yeah, we're not in a theater. Yeah, yeah. I have such a weird superstition Every with it. Every actor does. You're not it's supposed so to say weird. Macbeth in a theater. It's bad luck. Something so bad will happen. always say like the Scottish play. And I'm like, you're in a grocery store. I know. Store. It's, it's fine. fine. Nothing's going to happen. Um, yeah, so I got to play Lady Macbeth. And I didn't think I liked Macbeth at all. And then I got to do the play. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. You did the scene in college with Kale. And you were great. Oh my God, I forgot about Bella that. I did the se- did a scene. I did. I yeah. did do that scene. Yeah. So then I got to revisit it. Um, but it was a four, we did a four woman Macbeth. Oh. So it was very, it was kind of like a modern retelling. A new, a new, a new spin. <laughs> it was kind of like we related it to the Slender Man killings. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like young girls and like cool. violence and stuff. So it was really cool. But, um, but so yeah, so I kind of love Lady Macbeth. Um, I, I, and I, I love the play. Yeah. And I also like, um, as you like it, it's really fun. I like, you know, I just love Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it's like, you can't get better. I I don't like Hamlet. No. Although I did see the production, um, at the public theater last summer that my, my friend Gail played Ophelia and she's incredible with Oscar Isaac. It was the first time I understood the play and I realized I hadn't been understanding the play. I realized it's just about this kid who's who hasn't dealt with death. Right. I, yeah. I don't think I've seen it good. That, or... I think if you, the thing about Shakespeare is I think it's so hard to understand, but it's also so easy to right. understand. Like once you figure out the Once gist. you figure it out, you're like, this is amazing. Right. And it's right. just, if you don't like it, I think the chances are you just you didn't seen it good get it. understood it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like no shame about not yeah. understanding. It's so dense. Yeah. Hamlet just has never been one that I've been into. I've just kind of been like, yeah, okay, I felt that too. I think it's a very male play. Also, it's it just is. like dudes, and they can't express their grief yeah, it's and like very dudesy. Yeah, I also love Richard the Third, which we did. We did. Who you were obviously Margaret. Queen Margaret, the the witch, the, witch, the prophetess. Yeah, you guys don't know this about me, but my dream in life is to be someone to be like, oh Tracy, what a witchy woman. What a witchy. That's my goal too. But you are actually witchy. <gasps> I'm not. You'll get you there. Like, like you're from New Mexico. You have like turquoise. And stuff. It's true. It's true. Okay. And I, I think we're also forgetting that I played Richard the Third. Yes, Bella played <laughs> one of the five Richard the Thirds with alongside Tony nominee Brandon Uranowitz. Yes, which is like kind of a big deal. I mean, yeah. like we have a Tony nominee and a ensemble member in Sidebar. a Golden Globe. <laughs> weren't, weren't you guys nominated um, for Golden? We were Globe, nominated for ensemble. a SAG Award. Yes, SAG, Best Ensemble. There yes. you go. Yeah. There Anyways, we go. okay. Just very prolific class. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Before we jump into like more book stuff, because I promise you guys we are going to talk about like, oh, yeah. books besides Shakespeare. Um, do you have any favorite role that you've ever played besides Lady Anne? Like any role? Yeah. Um, I got to play. Um, uh, I'm too young for it, but Arcadna in The Seagull, and oh, I I did a terrible job, but I was like, someday I'm gonna come back to this. When I get old. I'm excited. Yeah. And then there's also a play um, that I didn't get to see, but I've read by. Do you know Brandon Jacobs Jenkins at all? No, he's an incredible so. – I think he's the playwright of our generation. Okay. He's amazing. Um, and he wrote a play called Neighbors at okay. the Public, and okay. there's a part in there for a mixed girl that, Ooh. like, that almost just never happens. So, so that's a role you want to play. That's a role I would want to play, like, okay. at some point in my life. Um, and then come back to Arcadna when, when I'm, like, ready. six – no. How old is she? She's, like, 50, maybe. I don't know Chekhov that well. Oh, I love Chekhov. I couldn't get into Chekhov. But maybe yeah. I've just not seen Giving it a good yeah. a good college try. It's kind of, like – yeah, Arcadna's like the like over the top like actress, Perfect. but like she's she's wounded inside. Oh, is she my hands? My hands? I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, this I don't is think literally so. quoting Chekhov is great <laughs> podcast, great podcast. Okay, we're gonna dive into you know the very the world famous stacks questionnaire. Yeah, um, we're gonna talk about books. So we're gonna start it off with my fave. What are two books that you love and one book that you hate? Okay, um, I love. Oh, I'm just basically going to talk about this one book okay, over ahead. and over, which is New People by Dancy Senna. Do you know this book is very controversial? A I didn't. A lot of people don't like hate it. New People. I don't understand or why. Or they like New People and they – well, why don't you talk about it? Okay. First? Well, um, New People is um, the story of this mixed woman, Maria, who um, essentially is uh, – I guess she's – I don't know. She's like, dis- she's lost in a way. And so she's, um, she becomes obsessed with this black poet and she essentially stalks him all around the city. But she's also about to marry a mix and a, a, her fiance is also mixed. And, um, and the story is told in all of these flashbacks of them meeting in college and her growing up um, as an adopted daughter of her uh, black um, Harvard student mother, Gloria. And, and she's also studying Jonestown for her My favorite Tracy's favorite for her Jonestown. graduate thesis. And so basically the real time story is her stalking this black poet and almost getting caught like nine times out of 10. Like she's just like pushing the limits. Yeah. And so it's all it's like a thriller. But then there's all these flashbacks, including Jonestown flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And the way it's told is just so incredibly um, it's like creepy and it's subtle and it's it's heartfelt and it's I think it's just so beautiful and it's worth reading just for the last scene. Oh, that last scene! The last scene is for real, like digging your fingernails into oh, your thighs, like to keep from screaming. So here's what I'll say about I made some friends on the internet on okay. Instagram. They're Good. like book people, so it's not creepy. Like I don't think they're gonna come murder me. Okay, um, but I know that there's a handful of people who just mm-hmm. really hate Maria. And they think that she's like, why? She's just like batshit. You were um, right. But they just are like, this is unrealistic or whatever. And I think that last scene is part of it. And I think um, the ba- the bathroom scene, um, uh, which I don't want to say too much more about. Okay. Um, uh, What's... I-, I can't tell you. We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. There's a bathroom. She, I'm like hand signals. Anyways. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to do hand signals, but yeah. it's just going to be quiet. On yeah, the yeah, podcast. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I know a lot of people don't don't like that, and they like don't get it, and they're like Maria, girl, like you, it's too much. Like you've got this great, what's his name, like Khalil or something. Yeah, yeah. Like this great fiance, and then you're like obsessed with this poet. I don't know. I kind of was into Maria. I kind I'm of like liked it, so but I understand Maria. reading the book and being like, this is not 
Yeah. And it wasn't a dislike of the book because I think that, I mean, I'm speaking for people. I'm not even speaking for myself. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening and you're one of those people on Bookstagram who doesn't like new people or like didn't like Maria, please reach out and tell Tell us why. why. I also think like, and this is, I mean, this is like another thing we might get to or might not, but like I just very much saw myself in her. And I feel like Danzy Sen is just, I love her so much because she just speaks to that like in between worlds kind of feeling lost um kind of weird limbo existence and she's mixed as well and danzy is mixed and so it i've never really read anyone who just really like described that feeling so accurately and she's not even accurate it's very general and very um large and in that way it's so specific yeah i agree and i also you know as a lover of shakespeare maybe Mm -hmm. i also don't mind how like cuckoo nuts so no. she goes because it is very like very much like a play like, yeah you know play in plays things happen and you're like that's not real but if you suspend your disbelief enough like yeah you can kind of just like go with it and also people do crazy people stuff. Like, do weirder things than the news yeah like people do crazy stuff yeah <laughs> okay what's your other book people be love? crazy um the neapolitan novels by elena ferrante oh yes of course I do. yeah the my my brilliant friend and now i can't remember the other ones there's like four right yeah there's like my brilliant friend the story of maybe I'll the put it all in the new show name. Notes, Anyways, there's four of them. Literally, they're amazing. Are they? They sound so. Fiction-y. They are so fictiony, and they're <laughs> so good. And I love that, like, she's anonymous, and I totally support her staying anonymous. And like, right. it made me. Well, I'm gonna go to Italy, but it made me really want to go to Italy. Also, send Bella your Italy recommendations. Please do. Please do. Um, she's planning her trip. She'll be there soon, so send them quickly. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. and then the oh. book that I don't like. Yeah, go I, ahead. For some reason, I don't know why I read Rob Lowe's autobiography. Sounds like a mistake. <laughs> It was. I just kind of was like, I don't know why I'm reading this. And also like, yeah, not a lot of. Sure. Maybe I just couldn't relate. Can't relate to that. That's a tough relate. Yeah, it I was. feel that. Um, okay, well, what's the last like great book that you've read? Um, I have. I brought it here with me today. Um, Little Fires Everywhere. Ooh, have you read it? No, but I'm it's thinking about really reading her good. other book for an episode of the podcast. Oh, really? Her book, what's her um, other book? Everything I Never Told You. Right, 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 right. Yeah, or something. She's incredible. Celeste Ng. I guess. Celeste Ng. Ng. Her okay. like handle on social media is like. It's pronounced ing. Oh, perfect. Well, <laughs> Celeste, I got you. It's so good. Okay. It's it's an incredible book. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. It's I want be- to, though. It's really beautiful. It's, it's really well done. It's I actually want to read. Yeah, yeah, you'll love it. So okay, that good. was my last, like, real great read. book that you loved. What yeah. about, um, what are you reading right now? Um, so right now I tend to like pick up a lot of books and then stop about halfway through. Cool. And so I have a lot on my to-do list. Okay. But Hunger by Roxane Gay Ooh, is one of them. Okay. It's incredible. And, and it's not about the books. Like, the books are amazing. Right. I just, like, have the attention span of, Got like, it. a small child. Do you usually end up finishing these books? I will. Start? I do. Yeah. But sometimes years later. Okay. <laughs> like, Perfect. Like, it took me a really long time to read um, one of my favorite books, 100 Years of Solitude. Oh. Literally years. Like, I would just be like, I got to chapter five and then with, like, abandoned ship. But um, so right now it's Hunger, um, uh, Half a Yellow Sun okay. by Chimamanda yes. and Gozia Adichie. Yes. And, um, oh, and Between the World and Me, which is also amazing. <laughs> so good and short. 
and really short. Yeah. This is how so short my attention span is. you are reading three amazing books right now and yeah. you just are like... The problem is I, I really do love books. Mm-hmm. And so if I go to a bookstore or I see Tracy's Instagram or like something, <laughs> I get so excited and I have to get the book right away. Got and it. then I read it and then I'm like, wait, that other book right. is also so exciting. Sure. And so I just get too excited. And You're then... not alone in this. Many people okay. read like this. Okay. Like this is very common. Thanks. There's a thing called your TBR, your to be read list mine oh. has about 400 books on it <laughs> yeah but you actually read them so i unlike you i can only basically read one book at a time that's good um i can read one and listen maybe to one on audio yeah maybe but i don't generally mm-hmm. um i can barely do that and if i put a book down i pick up a different book and i'll read that book and then if i do go back it might be like months later like i read the new jim crow yeah like I, two years apart. Like I read the yeah. first half and then I put it down because I was like not Did you have it. to go back and read the first half back, again? No, I just went back a little bit. I remembered it. You did? I did. It stuck with me. I just for some reason was having a hard time staying awake and reading it because I was reading it at night. Anyway. Maybe it was like the setting. Yeah, wrong. I don't know. It just wasn't the right time for me. Yeah. Um, but that's so rare that I do that. Yeah. Like that's the only book I can think of that I've ever actually gone back and finished it. If I put a book down, it's I'm just done. Like, I'm not We're done. It. Wasn't yeah. a good fit. Yeah. We dated. She's it didn't just not that She's you. not to the book the, the book story um no I I also kind of have weird like book amnesia like okay. I will read a book and be so into it and then I put it down and I could not tell you could what it's about you. so a lot of these books like on like that I'm like excited to talk to you about like I don't remember what happened <laughs> like the bathroom scene in new people yeah like, I literally like, was like you I was like what um no but I literally like I think it may I'm blaming it on the fact that I'm an actor sure and then I like I'm used to memorizing a lot right. and then and just forgetting. forgetting sure but it could just be my mind sure no it's fine there's there's no right answer to reading I've discovered oh thanks well no it's true like everybody yeah. has totally different like feelings about reading and reasons why they read and how they read and this and that yeah. and it's just kind of what works for you because if you start doing it how other people do it it's not going to be enjoyable it's not gonna, exactly and it's not going to be something that you love and so my whole goal in life is just to make people want to read so I'm going to cry. You, don't cry. I just mean like, I don't know. I like, it's kind of like, I'm a picky eater. Yeah. Really picky eater. Yeah, you are. And I get annoyed when people are like, you don't like guacamole. I'm like, no, I don't. But why do you care? Yeah. Like, why do you care if I want to eat guacamole? Like that means you can have more. Right. Like if I say I don't want guacamole on my burger, my like California style burger, like, is that going to really inconvenience you? Same thing with reading. I, I don't care how you read, like just read. Like, what do I care? I think some people, um, see themselves reflected in other sure. people. So that it like, when you don't like guacamole, they're like, but I love right. guacamole. I just don't care. Like as I, That's as great. I often yell at people, I am who I am. I am who I am. It doesn't, alone. doesn't Iago say that in Othello? Oh, he, he says might. something like I am that I am or something. Oh yes. Some, yeah. So he does say something crazy like that, but in hey. a different way. In a different way. Yeah, it's in a like, different It's context. like about being like a vindictive like murderer. Evil person. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll get there. You know, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So given that you, you kind of talked about this a little bit, that mm-hmm. you just pick books based on whatever you see that excites you at the bookstore. Yes. Do you take recommendations from people? I do. I have like a couple friends, like you included. I have a friend, Rosa, who like, you're kind of like my book people okay. that I'll be like, oh, like it you know, I'll check in to see what you're reading because I trust your judgment. Um, and then 
I I don't know. I'm I'm into Oprah's book club. Okay. Like she's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean if Oprah says it's good, if it's Oprah worth says a it's read. good, it's definitely like yeah. it's definitely worthy. Have you read the newest one, Amer- An American Marriage? No, I haven't. Uh-uh. I haven't read it yet though. Oh, it's really? by a black woman. Oh, great. To, to I'm gonna fuck it up. Tara Tayari Taraya Tarai. You guys, that's so. We'll bad. come. We'll circle I know back. How to spell it. I'm we'll, gonna type it into she's my typing computer, it in. and then I'm gonna see if there's a pronunciation. Um, yeah, Oprah is solid, and then um, yeah, I kind of started following Tayari Jones. Tayari Jones. Oh, great. What's she's, it called? It's called An American Marriage. Okay. Um, and I don't know a lot. It's also very polarizing, kind of like new people, from what I understand. Like, there's people in the book that you really like or don't like, and I'm supposed okay. to be reading it this month. I put it on my list to read this month, but great. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's, yeah, it, it might be. It might be on the, the summer. Night. There yeah. we go. Yeah. It's a busy. It's a busy summer. It's a busy month. Um, but anyways, so you like Oprah's book list? Yeah, I like that. I like um, yeah, Oprah's book club, Friends, and I, I I actually have not found a good bookstore in LA. Maybe you can tell me about one. There's the most amazing bookstore in LA, but I mean not but mm. and and it's called Eswan Books. Okay, it's um, kind of like Baldwin Hills area. And it is black owned, all books written about or by black folks. What? I went and had the time of What's it called? Eswan Books. S O E S O N space W O N. Eswan Books. Okay. It's ta Coates' favorite book in the bookstore in the world. Oh my God. Barack Obama went there when he wrote a book um, years back. It's really cool. That's amazing. Um, if you're in LA and you like black shit, um, you should go. <laughs> if you're in LA and you don't know if you like black shit, go check it out because they have really wow. cool black shit. Um, I went and bought a lot of books the first time I went and it was not a smart financial decision, <laughs> but all the books I bought are, have been so, like I've I bought like 10 books and I've read like eight of them. Between my, myself and my husband, we've read like eight of them and yeah. they're all amazing. So that far. is so cool. It's really cool. So that's oh, my favorite bookstore great. in LA. Um, but there's also like book soup and then there's Chevalier books. There's a bunch of bookstores in LA. We'll talk. Yeah. I guess I just haven't. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk. I, I, I love the strand in New York. Like that's kind of one of my favorite places to go. So Cause you literally just walk in and you can just like spend hours, hours. there and then you have, they have all the different tables, right. like staff picks and yeah. like new things and then old things that like right. you might've, you know, right. just missed reading. And right. like, I will get, if I go in there, I will like it. I'll walk out with like 10 books. Yeah. Well, there's also Powell's in Oregon and Portland. That's mm. like that. It's like different floors and like different rooms they have different colors like the purple Ugh. room and like the pink room and it's also a great bookstore there's yeah. so many cool bookstores there's a bookstore in Ojai mm-hmm. that's an outdoor bookstore <gasps> that my friend Daryl told me about and it's like there's no roof and it's outside like the oh. books are covered by an awning it's really charming and sweet it's just I love bookstores we love bookstores, bookstores are amazing yeah <laughs> I haven't been to the library yet here there's one right up the street from me well, that I go there to. there you go. Yeah, I finally got a library subscription. Yeah, because that it can get out of control financially of control. in bookstores because you're you're like, I want to read that and I want to read that. And then... Well, yeah, and I'm trying this year, I was, I'm trying not to buy any books by white men that are Great. about not about people of color. Great. So I but will buy books by women and by people of color, but I'm trying to yes. do library for white men That's books. That's amazing. It's been hard. Yeah. Um, unless it's a book we talk about on this show. Yeah. I buy those books. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> do you guys care about how I buy books? Um, <laughs> we do. We I don't do. even know if I care. About I know I do. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Okay. So um, what's something like, what's a good book that someone has 
recommended to you or gifted you? Oh, this is a good one. So I, um, I did a show with Jonathan Groff, um, mm. years ago at, um, Shakespeare in the park and the Bacchae. The Bacchae. Did you see it? I did. Okay. I was wearing an orange jumpsuit. No, I saw it. If you I recall. Remember. So, um, we were talking about, um, he was reading the alchemist mm. by now I can't remember his Paolo, name. Paolo. Coelho. Yes. Coelho. Yes. And, um, and we were talking about it and like the themes and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that sounds so cool. I have to check it out. And then like two days later, he just gave me the book. And That's that is nice. because he's a really good human being, okay. but it also just made me, I don't know, just think about like how special a book can be, yeah, you know, because totally. it, it, it can be like the most special gift in the well, world. Getting gifted the right book from the, the right person. Right, yes. Whatever, like a thoughtful book. Yes. Is really good. Well, I only give gifts now of books and my like six-year-old niece, I gave her a book for her birthday. What'd you get her? Um, It was feminist nighttime bedtime stories. Oh, or something. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she yeah. looked at the book, <laughs> looked at me and like rolled her eyes <laughs> and like looked away. <laughs> she was not she was like why didn't you no. get me turns out she i was told by her mother that she mm -hmm. wanted the book turns out um robin the mother my sister wanted the book wanted the book right 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 which is fine right it's, like you know whatever a gift for her in yeah. five years when i'm giving you awesome books long <laughs> she'll appreciate it she'll appreciate it <laughs> but yeah it's true getting a good book is lovely and it's like, so special and it makes you think of the person and then you read the book kind of with them in mind a right, little bit right. and it's like it's kind of like one of the most special things if it's the right book if it's the right book yeah What's a book um, that you like to recommend to people? Um, I will recommend, um, especially if someone's going through a hard time, uh, Tiny Beautiful Things, The, oh, the Dear the Sugar. Oh, Cheryl, Cheryl Strayed. Yes. I just recommended it to somebody. Yes. There is one story in there. Which one? I know all of them the, so well. The one, the writer girl that's like, yes. she talks about being humble. Yes. And privileged. And yes. And yes. she's... I, if you have, I listened to that on audio. It's actually oh. amazing because she reads them. It's one of my favorite audios that I've listened to. And that particular one is yes. really great. Tiny Beautiful Things. By Cheryl Strayed. So I good. love Cheryl Strayed. Well, what's so amazing about her is she's really good at reading between the lines, mm -hmm. which is what she did with that particular right. letter that too. Letter. It's it's this woman who basically is like, you know, I deserve, I, I went to, this is the one you're right. thinking yeah, about, right? She's like wants to write the great American novel yeah, and, and she's she feels like, like a failure at like 26. Right. And she's like, all my peers are getting book deals and I went to two prestigious colleges and I, I don't know how to control my jealousy. And basically Cheryl Strayed is like, what makes you think that like, because you went to prestigious and also what are prestigious right. colleges that it, it means you deserve something or that your writing is good enough right yeah. now yeah and also i love how she like calls people like she, sweet pea i know she's she like, so, so much love but then but she'll like, in a nice yeah way. but then she'll also be like the people who need to be like lifted up she lifts them up and right. the people that need to sit down right. she's like sit down There's and like so check many, yourself i recommended that to two people now one person yeah. just got it from the library and the other person like came to me and was like thank you like yeah. it is such it's especially I think if someone's going through like a heart trouble right. time sure. of any kind, sure. it, there's kind of a letter for every situation. Yes. And some of them are just so beautiful. So, the one about the kittens is my favorite. Do you remember that one? No. Ugh, it's this one just about like um, a guy writes in asking for help with like a drug problem. Um, and she writes about how she and her ex-husband who like they just were not right for each right. other or whatever, um, like kept hearing this noise in the walls oh, for yes, weeks yes, of course i remember right and they were like what is this noise and then they finally were like wait we think it's in the ceiling mm -hmm. and they like crack open the ceiling and they they put out their hands and these little kittens walk into right. their hands and it's just about she's like she's like you have to know when to ask for help and right. when to step into someone's hand right. and when it's okay and safe right. you know uh. it's just the way she writes about 
like her own life and then the advice she gives yeah. is so beautiful it's and personal so and it's so good so that's my recommendation usually. it's so good oh my god thank you for bringing that book up i love it makes me so happy I love that book. it's so good um Okay. Are there any things that you maybe wish that were different about your reading life? Yes. Um, so I tend to read really fast. Okay. Like I am like, like okay. I'm just like, <laughs> I like will just like try and like, like I just get so excited. I think that I will tend to, and I don't even, I can't even control it. Sometimes I will like skip ahead and I don't eat. It's like, like not even like to the end of the book, but like say I'm like like it's a page turner right. and I got to the first sentence, my eyes just go to the yeah. end of the bottom okay. of the second so page. You want to savor more? Yeah, and I so sometimes I miss like lavish descriptions. Sometimes I miss settings. Like I miss like the the right. little minute details okay. because I'm in such a hurry to get the I story. See. I see. So um so I have speaking of like reading Shakespeare out loud, I've started like if I catch myself speeding through, oh. I make myself go back and like say it out loud kind of. So don't sit next to me on an airplane. That's funny because most people want to read faster, you know, like everybody wishes really? they could read faster so they could read no, more. I'm the opposite. I like, well, I'm like a skimming queen. I'm mm. just like, what's the story? What's the story? See. So see, you like the story too. Yeah. Um, are there any genres that you love or that you avoid? Well, I, I sat, we were just talking about this before. I sadly avoid nonfiction, which okay. I don't, I don't want to. It's just like, I guess it's my attention span. You just need good nonfiction. I have some really good nonfiction okay. books for, for, for beginners, for, for people who like fiction. <laughs> yeah. I recommended it before on the show. Jesus land by Julia Shears. Okay. It's, you'll actually, it's totally up your alley. It's about, the, it's her memoir. Um, she's a white lady and her family adopts these two black boys and then they have to go to like a Jesus camp and oh my it's God. a phenomenal book. And then okay. she wrote a book about Jonestown, which great. She just wrote this book about Jonestown totally separate. Like I read Jesus land and then I was like, I wonder if she's written anything else. And that's what else she had written. And it's not that separate. If you know about Jonestown, it's connected. It's called a thousand lives, but those are two of my like favorite nonfiction recommends for people. And wow. then anything by John, uh, by John Krakauer. Okay. So into thin air, uh, into the wild, oh, right. um, under the banner of heaven, right. Missoula. Did he write born to run too? Or is that no, someone else? That's a runner guy. Uh, <laughs> that's a runner. I can't remember his name, but okay. that's also a great book. Nonfiction. Right. Um, but my favorite John Krakauer is where men win glory. And it's about Pat Tillman, the mm. NFL player who enlisted in the army and then ended up getting killed in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. And it is unbelievably good. It is like my – I have like a top five book. It's on there? It is, it's like that and okay. like Brian Stevenson, Just Mercy, and then like other things come in and out. But those two are wow. like – Wow. Okay. Anyways. So they, they're like palatable for if yes. you're not a nonfiction. Maybe I'm going to write a blog post about like – Good non in, nonfiction intro, for fiction. Yeah. Intro to nonfiction. Yeah. Nonfiction 101. Or yeah. Like, <laughs> Nonfiction for people who like fiction. Yeah, because I do like I really I admire that about you so right. much because you were like nice. you're passionate about subjects and then you like read about them. Any books about that? Any books about them? Whereas <laughs> I'm just like entertain me. I want to go right. away in my mind. Sure. You know, sure. I mean, however you like to read, but exactly saying. no judgment. Um, how do you read? Um, I if I'm in New York, I love to read on the subway. Okay. Um, and then. Hard or, copy. Um, oh, hard e-book. copy all the way. Okay. Although I have this iPad now, and I I do so I nice. have gotten a couple books on there. Audio books ever? I just read my first um, audio book actually, or I'm halfway through it. Um, uh, the Nightingale. Amazing. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for the last. 
three plus years, I have been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel nourished and strong enough to tackle whatever else might come my way. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and a lot more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. The nutritional insurance that AG1 provides has been vital to keeping me productive and focused. It helps me cover my bases in just about the time it takes to fill a glass of water, scoop in one scoop of AG1, and then drink it. So I don't know, 75 seconds? With the perfect mix of vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods, I'm not stuck trying to assemble it all by myself, which would have considerably worse results. AG1 saves me all the time and hassle, and it has made such a difference in my overall mood and especially my gut health, among many other things. But don't take my word for it. Go ahead and try AG1. Let me know what you think. Whether you notice you're needing more nutrient support than you're used to, or you just need an edge for a tough workout, AG1 can be the ticket. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash the stacks. That's drinkag1.com slash the stacks. Check it out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. What's the last book that made you cry? Uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, okay. The ending. It's Ooh, really so beautiful. I have to just read it. Yeah. Okay. What's the last book that made you angry? <laughs> the book that we're going to talk about. Oh, New Boy? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> You guys stay do not tuned. Miss next week, go stay read tuned. the book because we need you to like talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there any books that you feel proud about having read? Uh, yeah, I read um, the Brothers Karamazov in high school. You know, the Russians are always almost everybody so far has answered I about the Russians. I love the Russian. The Russians, the Russians are huge here on the stack. They are huge in my heart. They're I've am- never read ma- a Russian. Ugh, they're incredible. I mean, speaking of like. <laughs> If you don't like caring about like the dog that's running across the park, Tracy. Yeah. I feel the Russians are not good for me personally, but I feel like I have to do it. The reason why I love the Russians and why I love um, books like the Neapolitan novels remind me mm-hmm. of, of Russian literature because the Russians will like, you'll like be hearing about some monk for a hundred pages and you're like, who's this monk? <laughs> <laughs> and you're hearing about his mom and his dad and his, you know, like where he grew up and all this stuff. And you're like, 
I don't even know this guy. And then you realize it's because the monk is meeting the main character and they have oh, one scene together. Got it. But then you know exactly where he's coming from. Right. And you're like, that's because his dad said that thing to him that right. one time. And it's it's just so comprehensive sure. that you just like know everyone. You know it. Okay. And I it's incredible. It. I should maybe take a poll. Like my, you which one should just tell me which one. Like I know crime and punishment's big here. You just said the brother. Say their name. The Car- brothers Karamazov. Yeah, I can never um, I also have tried to read War and Peace. War and Peace twice has been mentioned on here, and so is Anna Karenina. Oh, Anna Karenina is so beautiful. Those yeah. are like all. There's the also Russian. a bunch of short stories. Like um, Ugh, you know, if yeah, I'm gonna I mean, do it, just I'm gonna go do it. Pages are best. You know, just do it. Yeah. Or I guess in some cases, like 1,200. Yeah. It's okay. A lot. Okay. What? We could talk about anything for hours. I know it's I a little talk, dangerous. Like it's like why do we have microphones in front of us? Like we're never gonna <laughs> stop. Um. This is going to be a longer episode, y'all. Are there any books that you're embarrassed about having read? Um, um, (laughs) um, Fifty Shades of Grey, I did read. All three? Just the first one. Oh, I read all three. You did? Super embarrassed about it. I was into them. Oh, my God. I So I was, I mean, I bought it and then did, I guess somehow didn't realize it was as sexy as it was. Very sexy. But I didn't stop reading it. But I did, yeah, I, I, if you see someone reading Fifty Shades of Grey on the subway, like it's just so funny because you're like, you are reading about some sexy times, some sexy times, right? Like we know what you're reading about, so it's just yeah. like kind of, it's just one of those books that's a little funny. And then I, I also read this book called The Soulmate Secret. Is it also a sexy book? It's the opposite. It's oh. like How to Find Your Soulmate, and oh. that was that was more embarrassing than Fifty Shades. Did you honestly, enjoy Fifty Shades. Oh, of course. Great. I, d- I didn't buy the next two books, but oh. I had a you, great time. It's fine. Fifty Shades is great. The other two. I just read the other two because I wanted to know what happened. Right. What happened? Sure. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy this soul, soulmate seeker? Like, not really, okay. but like I like some coworker told me to told me to read it. I have it. a theory that people's book that they're embarrassed to have read is actually a book that they really like, and that's what they're embarrassed about, <laughs> not so much about having read it. But having enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, like someone said, a, like this like book that's like kind of like considered like women's literature, which I hate that term. Oh. Um, but, you know, like things like that where you're like kind of like embarrassed you want to read you it. like it, yeah. and you feel like it doesn't fit like who you it's, think that you are. It's of. more like, for me, it was like if people saw you reading sure. The Soulmate yes. Secret, sure. then they're like, okay. <laughs> I would have thought it was a sexy book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, kind of what was. about a book that you've never read that you feel like I should definitely have read that or like I'm embarrassed to tell people that I've never read it like a lot of like um classics that you were supposed to read in high school like I didn't read The Great Gatsby oh, it's not very good right no but I don't I can't even say that because I didn't even read it like when people are like you know like The Great Gatsby I'm like mm-hmm. and then um and then I don't like stuff like that yeah. like Grapes of Wrath never, yeah, never read, read of Mice and Men yeah I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's how it's me too. Yeah. Um, what about a favorite book from childhood? Anne of Green Gables. Oh, I love Anne of Green Gables so I feel much. Like, okay, I always get them confused. No, no, Anne of Green. No, I. Oh, no. and P- Pippi Longstocking. No, Anne of Green Gables and Little House on the Prairie. Oh, I read that too. Um, Anne of Green Gables is better because <laughs> she's this little sweet orphan with red hair Got in it. Canada, cool. and it's just it's so epic. And it go there's tons of books. It's yeah. like I don't even know how many books there are actually, but you you follow her from when she's like nine mm-hmm. to like when she's married and has her own kid and it's just oh. it's so epic and beautiful and like it's i don't know there's something yeah. so special about it people love that yeah and there's a new netflix show too oh which great. is good it's good yeah. will you watch i did oh oh, oh it's already on oh yeah it's i watched all of it, Got it. <laughs> 
great. It gets a check plus. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Great. Solid. Um, what about um, a book that you read where you saw yourself reflected back? Again, New People okay. by Danzy Zena. And also Caucasia, but really New People. Caucasia is also by Danzy Zena. Yeah, sorry. Caucasia is her first novel. Yes. I think, yeah. Um, I'm just a huge Danzy Zena. Okay. This is like a Danzy Zena just like love fest for it's okay. me. I did not love Caucasia. You I didn't? I had a hard time getting into it. Oh, I preferred New People. Caucasia is yes. a little bit more novel-y. Definitely. New People's a little bit more like a play or a movie or something. I think because New People is hap- it's like because it has that thriller yeah, aspect. It's fast. It's fast. It's happening right now. The right. flashbacks are there, yeah. but it's ha- but whereas like um Caucasia's a little bit sprawling. Yeah, it's a little bit longer. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. We have a friend, Wade, who like loves both of he them. Loves he both loves both of them so much. Yeah. yeah. Um what about like are there any books that you feel like have influenced you professionally? Yeah, um, I'm going to keep this short because I know we're probably like, is this like the third hour? Yeah, we're on hour nine. Oh my God. Okay. So, um, <laughs> no, it's okay. so the thing is, is I was, I was thinking about this and I feel like, um, I feel like the hardest part about being an actor for me and, and what I see my friends going through is not the actual work. Like mm-hmm. I think the work is actually very joyful, but the hardest part is actually the time in between mm-hmm. and it, it kind of requires a spiritual aspect right, sure. of like not giving up and not comparing yourself and Mm -hmm. having like this blind faith that you will work again Mm -hmm. and that like you have value and it's it actually like requires more of like a spiritual sure i i don't know if spiritual is the right word but it does it's hard on your soul um and so i actually (laughs) am really into like the cheryl strayed kind of Mm. like self-help okay books sometimes Um, and I brought one of them today that when things fall apart oh, okay. by Pima children. And it's just, just books that are kind of about like your soul and like being good to yourself. Sure. I just read, I just read you're a badass, which is oh, really yeah. good. I think I have that in the other room. Yeah. Just books like that. Well, they're usually quick reads, but you can come back to have them. Have you read any Brene Brown? Uh, yes. Okay, I've never, but I know people. Yes. Put that like Brene Brown, Cheryl Strayed, Elizabeth Gilbert. Like, I, I don't know, like. They, I feel kind of like embarrassed talking about no, it, but I, I do think they like inform my professional life because it, it keeps you kind of it keeps you going, going like- in those moments where it's so easy as an actor to like, be like, Oh my God, I'm never right. going to work again, right. you know? Right, and course. so it's like, it reminds you to work on yourself as a person in between working on things as an actor, yeah. you know? No, that's, I think that's really nice. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite authors? I mean, you just listed a bunch of people. Well, but... Danzy. Okay. Um, I love Chimamanda. Oh. And Did you Adichie. read Americana? Yes, Americana. So and then Half a Yellow Sun I'm okay. almost done with okay. for about a year now. Okay. <laughs> um, I also love um, – oh, Elena Ferrante. Okay. Um, and I love the guy who did The Corrections. What's his name? Jonathan Franzen. Yeah, I really like him. I, I read um, The freedom. Corrections and I read freedom. freedom. Yeah, I hated Freedom. Yeah, I liked the corrections better. I like the cover of Freedom though. It's I like do the like the yeah, like the water. Yeah, and, it's yeah, cool. It's a yeah, cool cover. I like him. Yeah, that's like so novelly for me. It's I was very just, like, well. Of course, you would. I was like, yeah. Oh my god, what is this? Mask? Very. And Oprah, novel. I think, put that on her book club list, and I was yeah. like, What is she now? <laughs> it's not like <laughs> she has a Oprah, club. Does she even have a last name? What Winfrey? Who? <laughs> um, okay, doesn't need one. What's um a book? that you would require our current United States president to read if you could? Um, I think keep it really basic mm-hmm. and like the giving tree. Okay. Strong. <laughs> Strong. 
strong choice, the Giving Tree. Most people have t- chosen to keep it basic. Really? Yeah. I was going to say between the world and me, and then I was like, I, I think we need – I think that's aiming high. Yeah. I think we need to keep just, like, basic love, compassion, sure. and gratitude sure. for the things around you. Sure. That works. I, look. Okay, since you're an actress, I'm kind of going to change this question up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But what's one book that you've read that you'd love to see turned into a TV or a film so that you could maybe play one of your favorite characters? Mm. Well, I was going to say, well, like either Caucasia or New People. Although I think I'm too old to play the girl in Caucasia because she's like a teenager. Well, and you look too like... I know. Because then she like passes white. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, So So, sorry. Just kidding. You could play her sister. (laughs) I could play her sister. Um, Um, And I also really, really need to see the movie of A Little Life. Like I want to see it so badly. And I don't even know. They optioned it into a TV show, I think. But I don't know if it's actually They did, but I'm like, when is it coming? coming? Like as soon as I finished that, I was like, I have to see this right now. And I don't even know who I would play in that. But like it's so. There's not anybody for you because there's no women. Okay. If you're older, you could play Julia. I'm realizing there's no one for me in any of these books. Sorry, I'm bashing all your dreams. Really my dreams warmed. have been crushed. Um, but I just want to see these all as yeah, movies. Also. I definitely want to see a little life. Right? I like. I, I've like cast it in my mind. Okay, who did you cast? Since we're here. Um. What's the guy from Mr. Robot? Remy oh, yes. Mal- as um Malik, as yeah as the dude Jude as Jude <laughs> as Jude um um Willem. Oh, Willem. The um, oh my god, Willem. I think a good person would be um. Oh, no, no, I can't think. I know. I did this. I, I spent like 30 minutes with Dallas, who was our first guest on the show. He and I did this. For, for like, a little life? For like hours. Like yeah. we sat here and we did it for hours. Not on the episode, just in our personal lives because we talk about books in our real yeah, life Yeah, it's so good. Um, Oh, gosh. Now that's no, Anyways, it's really hard. It's okay. We, I mean, look, read A Little Life, everybody. Cry really hard. Read it and, and then tell us your casting options yeah and we'll send it to hbo or we'll send it along so if you to have our a people Vella, maybe you could do like non-traditional gender <laughs> come casting. on like, come on let me then in. you could be jb cool <laughs> sure you're welcome or malcolm is that his name the oh, other right. one malcolm is the mixed one he's mixed JB yeah is like the haitian yeah you could that Vella's very ethnically ambiguous. oh my god daniel Kalu- kaluuya as Ooh. um as jb as, that's actually perfect that's good that's really good that's really good okay okay currently casting okay we are um before we go before we do our last little chunk i'm just gonna kind of slide in a few little things next week vel and i are reading new boy by tracy tracy chevalier should be easy for me to say her name because it's <laughs> mine um new boy by tracy chevalier it's the retelling of othello read the book so you guys can join this conversation because it's going to be fire. Also, don't forget audible, um, audibletrial.com slash the stacks for your free 30 day trial and free audiobook download. Also, please make sure that you are rating and reviewing the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if it is iTunes, we really appreciate those uh, reviews um, and make sure that you're subscribed and all that good stuff. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at the stacks pod or go to our website, www.thestackspodcast.com. Okay. Last questions for Vela. It is the Diversify Books Challenge. So we're talking about diversity in books, not just diversity in, you know, picking authors of different ethnicities or whatever, but just bringing some books to the forefront that maybe we don't hear about as much. So Mm -hmm. what's a book that you have loved that you loved from before kind of social media days? Um, either, uh, a hundred years of solitude or love in the time of cholera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same author. Mm -hmm. Um, a book you love by a person of a different ethnicity from you. 
Um, little fires everywhere. I'm just going to call back. I love her. Yeah. Love her. Okay. A book you're looking forward to reading about or by people of color. I need to read the new Jim Crow. Oh, so good. I know. Both I know. about and by. It's really yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, a book you love that you rarely hear people talk about. Um, this is, um, this book called, uh, I think it's called In the Woods by Tana French. Yes, I read that. You read it? I have read that. Isn't it so good and no one really talks about it? it. Well, me neither because of book amnesia. But I read a long time ago. It was like kind of scary. It, yeah, it's a mystery novel and about like the detective. Yeah, and... I think I get that book confused with Mystic yeah. River, the movie. Yes, yes. I watched them and, and read they're, at the it, same they both time. take place on the water. Yeah, it's a little yeah, similar. Yeah, um, but I do know that book. Yeah, so but I feel like no one talks about it. But it, it's not. It was really yeah, good. It was She's a, good a really one. good writer. Yeah, and I think there's like a series that goes along. I with think that. So, I think the detective has the yeah, series. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> a book you love from a genre that you don't normally read, and then whatever that genre is. Um, yeah, um, Barack Obama's book, um, Dreams, Dreams of My Father. Of my father. Dreams of My Father. Oh. Yeah. So you um, don't really read memoir. I don't really read memoirs, mm. but uh, for some reason, I was like, I need to read his, and yeah. I think as a result, he's like, I, I just, I mean, I just love him anyways. And she's wearing a shirt that says, "I miss Barack right now." Just FYI, because I do. But I also just feel like it made me just see him as such a yes. beautiful human. Yes. He's such a beautiful human and that book is great and that book is really – it's just really special and even if he had never gone on to become the yeah. person or anything, you could be like, this is such a special, cool dude. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. All right, Bella. Well, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, I love you, Tracy, <laughs> and I love your love of reading and I just want to say thanks for just like including all the different kinds of readers. Yeah, I love readers. Readers, readers are so cool. Yeah. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for coming and talking about books with me and – Bella will be back next week. We're going to talk about New Boy by Tracy Chevalier. Otherwise, y'all, we'll see you in the stacks. All right, that's all for us this week. Thank you so much for listening today. And thank you to our guest, Bella Lavelle, for joining the show. You can find everything we discussed by going to the show notes. Please make sure that you are subscribed to The Stacks wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen to us through iTunes, please rate and review the show. Our graphic designer is Robin McCright. Our theme music comes from Tagirajis. And The Stacks was created and produced by me, Tracy Thomas.